Hello, hello, hello. My name is Matthew Terry, founder and CEO of Suede, and welcome to People in Sales, Not Sales People, a podcast where we analyze the person behind the salesperson. And I'm super excited to introduce our first guest, Dana. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, Dana, how long have you been in sales? Yeah, I mean, well, how how old am I? I mean, that's that's for all of us, right? Uh, we've been selling since the day we were born. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess professionally, uh, I probably went into sales probably 25, 30 years ago. So, yeah, pretty pretty early on in my career. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Did you always want to go into sales, or was it something that kind of you happened to like as you went? No, out? you know, I. You know, it wasn't, I didn't think about like, hey, I want to go into sales. You know, I, you know, you are a product of your environment. And I had some friends, you know, that were, were doing sales. And actually the first uh, sales job that I ever had was selling office equipment okay. uh, to businesses. And I, I had a, a good buddy of mine that was doing it. He was like, hey, man, you got to get out here and, and try this out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my, that was my first, you know, foray into it. So uh, again, it was kind of led by somebody else, but I, I did. I guess I like the idea of, you know, being able to go out and, you know, obviously at the time I didn't know, you know, all that that entailed, but, you know, being able to go out and sell something and, oh, you know, you get a, you know, you can get more than, you know, $10 an hour. I could actually get, you know, a hundred dollars if I actually sold something that was, you know, worth, uh, worth the value to someone. So. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So there's a lot of the the commission involved of sales. Sure. Yeah. Also, that kind of yeah. drives you to it. Okay. Yeah. What were you doing before sales, if you don't mind me? Like what? Yeah. And I wasn't very good at top of your sales, by the way, either, by the way. But that's all. <laughs> I'm well, on the podcast. Uh, but uh, what was I doing before that? I mean, I, I did like a lot of people do when they get out of high school and college. You know, I mean, I had a bunch of random jobs in retail and um, was actually working. Uh, the, and actually, the, the job I had uh, just before that was, was a pretty professional job. I was working with a, a GE Capital. Okay. Um, department and running a call center. Okay. So, yeah. The, uh, you know, after spending a, a couple of months on the phones, I was uh, leading a team that was uh, doing uh, early early delinquency calls for you know private label uh, credit cards for GE Capital. Gotcha. Okay. So you kind of had your your foot in the door and into conversations at least. A yeah. You yeah, and you know, and I'll 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 say something about that too, uh, just because you know you and I never really talked about that before. But I think that experience, um, and again, I spent like six months on the phones doing that. Mm -hmm. But we were calling all across the country, um, various parts of the country, you know, various different different kinds of credit cards, credit cards for you know high end furniture sales, for jewelry, for you know lumber. Uh, you have to learn how to talk to people because not just, um, you know, I mean, the region of the country, you know, the, the the types of purchases they made, you know, may, you know, have some indication of like the type of person that they are and just being able to reflect and, and talk to that person I was was incredibly valuable Yeah. Uh, early on. Um, we yeah. talked about like where you've been, but I would love for you to give an overview on where you are now and what, what you're up to right now um, when it comes to sales and, and the company you're working working on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I said I'd been a uh, you know B two B enterprise salesperson at heart. You know, ten years ago, you know, I was having the you know if not now when you know epiphany of wanting to do something for myself. You know, some life changes. You know, with family and and not wanting to travel as much as I used to travel. Uh, mm -hmm. So I started my uh, started my own company called Sun, 
uh, S-U-N, and it, it's derived from the Beatles song, Here Comes the Sun. And so another another story for another time, but it's very personal. And I, I think I, I think the thing that I share about that is, you know, for all founders, is like when we when things get hard, and they do, and they will get hard, um, you need to remember why you started. Mm-hmm. And and so that, you know, naming it son, you know, was a, a way for me to remind myself every day, you know, that that's that's why we got started. But then, you know, I, as I said, I wanted to work with small businesses locally in the region. I'm in Northeast Ohio. Um, you know, I have a passion for, for you know, the state of Ohio and Northeast Ohio specifically. I, I've lived here, you know, my whole life. Um, but helping small businesses grow. Uh, I got recruited by a smart, smart mobility company out of uh, venture back smart, smart mobility uh, company out of Boston uh, probably seven or eight years ago. That was my first foray into tech, um, venture back tech. So, you know, I think I had to wear t-shirts instead of suits. You know, this was, you know, pre-COVID, so it was really awesome. I drink a lot of cold brew. I haven't had a drink yet, but, you know, I drink a lot of cold brew. Yeah. And uh, and I got to ride bicycles because that's what we did. We did bike share uh, uh, through the Midwest. Yeah. And from that, it was really, yeah, it was really exciting. And and then one of the things I learned, like, I felt like, um, you know, having an eye towards the enterprise sale, um, you know, I think was helpful. But then I had to go learn you know, a lot of the things we talked about earlier. And so, uh, you know, just, you know, how do I get to that, that no, like, how do I get them to know me, you know, and how do we, you know, build relationships and, and, you know, not be transactional and building relationships too, by the way, I don't, you know, sometimes I I feel like I have to, you know, caveat that, but it's not being manipulative by me saying, Hey, I want to develop a relationship with somebody because maybe someday we can help each other. I think that's, that's real. That's human. You know, and I think I think most of us, you know, uh, you know, appreciate that type of thing. But yeah, um, you know, so from there, I started working with, with and for some tech companies, you know, insure tech, reg techs, fintechs, whatever, you know, tech you got, you know. Um, uh, I've been a mentor at a, um, a VC and uh, vendor development organization here in Cleveland uh, called Jumpstart. Uh, yeah. I've, I contract with them as an entrepreneur in residence also. So I support their their, uh, you know, venture near venture uh, tech startups uh, here. And I also work directly with a, a host of other uh, startups as well, and as well as still some small businesses, but usually small businesses and more high growth, you know, type industries. Yeah. Um, to founders, you know, so help them flourish in what they're doing um, to uh, start to get some deals across the line too, because, you know, it's not just about like, hey, I can sit and tell you what you should be doing, but like, hey, let's get some real stuff done. Right. Uh, Right. And then, you know, how can we document those things that we're doing and find what the right practices are? So like when you're ready to go hire somebody, um, you could actually go do that and start to scale. Because I think one of the things that, you know, I work with companies that are raising money all the time. Um, hey, you know, I'm raising $2 million. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I'm going to go hire a salesperson. I'm like, well, you know, what are they going to do when they get here? You know, like, you know, well, they'll figure it well, out. The and the, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, and then the, the break my soapbox about this so stop me whenever you want to but you know they're like hey i'm gonna go hire uh, a uh, high-end sales person from a competitor mm-hmm. which that high-end sales person from the competitor has a lot of process already built for their ad right so they're not the gritty grindy plus they're also going to cost right right um and how does that work i mean i've seen how it works out you know if it works out for you then that's great but i, I just i know you know historically how that works out or you say hey you know what i want to go hire somebody on the cheap uh, maybe I'll go get, you know, somebody for, you know, you know, 20 bucks an hour, a couple hours a week, you know, they can do, do some things, but you don't know what you're doing 
-hmm. And it's okay for us to say we don't know. It's okay to be vulnerable and say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. So, but you don't know what, and, and that's my job to tell you. If you can't say it, I'll say it for, for you. Like, hey, you just don't know what you're doing. <laughs> right. To be able to, to. That's okay. Yeah. Plus, you're still working on product. And, and from a tech perspective, like at this stage, you're still iterating on product. You want to talk to customers so you can hear things firsthand because mm -hmm. that person on the other end, you just go hire somebody to do it. They're not looking at that. They're yeah. looking if they're good at sales, they're trying to get deals done. You know, they're not trying to figure out how to make the product better, you know, so uh, or the solution better. So anyhow, that's, that's yeah, huge. yeah. So that's, that's what I do. We, we do it in like a, a, you know, a three month plan from, you know, beginning to end with some, uh, some deliverables along the way. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully they're, they're ready to go, you know, and not ready to go, but hopefully they, they, you know, move the needle on some of the customer activity and, and are ready to go. Yeah, that's huge. And, you know, thank you for supporting um, us and the community because we need it, right? We're not salespeople. We're product people. We're people who have problems and uh, we don't know how sales actually works. We don't know the ins and outs of how to generate generate uh, customers um, and, you know, move them move them down the down the line. So I think it's definitely needed um, um, for, for any startup. So, and you mentioned a lot of good things there. You mentioned some things around hiring the wrong person. I completely agree. If you hire someone who's in enterprise sales, knows who already has like the structure in place, right? right. Um, they're not going to to know and want to um, cold call or set up HubSpot or set up all the processes that they need to set up to, you know, be successful. They're just like, hey, right. I know how to sell, right? Right. So I think that's huge. And um, I think you alluded to this a little bit, but I, I wanted to dive into uh, culture when it comes into sales. And you've been you've been in lots of different sales environments, and um, I want to ask, like, have you ever been a part of like a bad sales culture, and what what did that look like? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that um, yeah. So I, I think that where the bad sales culture comes in, um, and and it's and usually if there's a bad sales culture, there's a there's a bad culture. Okay, it's just a bad culture. Yeah, um, you know. So it's not just like you know because it's bad sales culture then it's usually an hr issue and you can fix it that because you nobody else to do that you know uh, specifically um but i think that uh, if if founders haven't done like if they can't articulate what the process is for someone to go deliver you know get somebody interested and then deliver their solution if they can't articulate that it is not fair for them to expect that whoever they hire can go do that too Gotcha. And, and I don't, I don't mean get in the room and wow people because there are some super smart people that can get in a room and wow people like mm -hmm. there's people like, man, I like being around her or I like being around him. Right. Uh, but it's different when you're asking somebody to write a check. And so I think that, um, and then, you know, who owns it? Right. I mean, this is, this is probably another, this is like, this is one of my pet peeves probably. Um, and I, I have kids, so I'll use a reference and I don't know if anybody has kids listen to this, but if they do like, you know, if you're at a, if you're at a, a get together, a party and everybody is watching the kids, then nobody's watching the kids, you know, um, because we're all here and we're all doing it and nobody's really responsible for anything. Right. And I would say that, you know, from a selling perspective, um, you know, people have to be accountable and that doesn't, and accountability is good because it brings clarity for all of us. And like, there's nothing worse than a salesperson waking up. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but if I know what I'm accountable for, then I stay focused on it. And then we can course correct if it's not the right thing. And, and we'll, and we'll course correct together. 
But I think that um, when the founders can't communicate that clearly, um, then people don't have specific ownership of, of, of activities and tasks. And, and again, it gets into the process, like this introduction, like, hey, if I'm going to do my initial outreach, and I'm calling you, I want to introduce myself and do some really initial discovery to determine whether or not it makes sense for us to talk again. Right. And, and, and we might not, and that's okay, but we'll learn that. And then being able, and, and just being able to um, articulate that to your sales team. And then um, not having, not having too many cookies in the kitchen, you know, um, that's a challenge. Like, so if you, you know, and I, I've seen this with companies that have raised money and, maybe they'll bring a couple people in to do some different things. And then everybody's kind of doing their own thing. And, and it, it just doesn't create a really good team, a team culture. Yeah. Uh, there are other things I can think of. I know that, that kind of, you know, I, I just, where, where it breaks, it just, it just, just falls down. Yeah. But yeah, by the way, you know, oh, let me just say one more thing too. I apologize. But I, I know. No, I no, this is all good. Go ahead. So you've got me racing and now my mind is like, um, go to market, like so sales culture, bad sales culture, like we're going to market. So going to market means, I don't know, it means a lot of different things. What, what I love is I love terms that we use all the time that nobody really knows what it means. You know, we just, and it means something different than you to me. So I can say marketing or business development or sales or go to market and, you know, yeah, everybody's got a different vision of, of what that means. But if, if the, if the customer is not first, mm. this discussion then it is not going to work. And I've sat in go-to-market meetings before where we've got customer success there and we've got marketing there and we've got executive leadership there and we've got product there. And then begrudgingly, you know, somebody from sales will be there, which means the customer's not there because you will have people sitting in the room saying, oh, you know what, you know, you know, my, the solution will do this and customer success is like, yeah, we can deliver that. Uh, and the executive team, like, yeah, let's go, let's do this, you know. And marketing's like, yeah, we'll do this flashy website and I'll get a bunch of clicks and opens on emails. And I'm like, who who's buying this stuff, right? Like who, who name one person, name one company that said, like, hey, you know what? I like, I don't know. So I mean that and then that, you know, then that's uh that's that creates culture challenges. Yeah. So culture issues. Disconnect. I'm not scarred, Matthew. I'm not scarred by any of this. I mean, so I can visualize, I can see it. So anyhow. Yeah, that's good though. I think the disconnects, like you said, and when it comes to bad culture, um, is the founder's knowledge and sales in general and like what it actually means. Cause you said something really, really interesting. Um, it, and so that like, if a startup hires a salesperson and just tells them, hey, go sell the product. That salesperson isn't going to, one, know um, like what the product does, what the product could do, and how to translate what they're hearing from customers to like product knowledge and how to build a better product, which is why right. it's important for the founder up front to be the salesperson talking to the customer. Um, right. And two, the founder is not going to be able to um, communicate tasks and um, be able to hold the salesperson accountable to what they should be doing. Right. right. And like you said, the salesperson is going to wake up like, I don't know what I should be doing right, right now. Right. right. Because there's no leadership. Right. The, the, right. the founder's just like, go sell. And then the salesperson's just in their own bubble. Right. And right. they just have to go sell. I don't know what that means. Right. There's no communication. There's no transfer of knowledge. And that leads to people being angry and not really knowing what, why they're angry. They're angry because they're bringing in sales, but they're like, they don't know the the problem behind the problem, you know? 
No, I, I, I appreciate you highlighting that. And it's, it's one of the things uh, as an enterprise salesperson, I took great pride in is not selling bad deals. Like I never, mm. actually, I actually left my company two years later. I had somebody call me after I left thanking me for a deal that I had signed for the company before I left because the way that we put the deal together, it was, a, it was a good for the, the customer, but it also made it protected our margins so we can maintain quality revenue. And, I, and quality revenue is another thing that, you know, we can talk about, you know, you know with, with you know, uh, startups and whatnot. I think that how that translates to startup life, though, most specifically is like, if we want to do pilots, you know, or proof of concepts or whatever, um, if I'm a salesperson and I'm motivated to sell, like you want me to be motivated to sell, and like it's there's a uh, commissions to be earned, you know, on on sales. Um, a salesperson will go sell something. They will it sell. Not, something sell they will sell <laughs> yeah, it might not be what you want them to sell either. Um, right. And and then that creates culture problems, communication problems, create culture problems, right? Um, because customer success is like, I can't deliver that, or the product doesn't do that, or, hey, we don't have an integration to, to be able to, to accomplish what, what you just said we could do, right? Right. Um, and then there's problems, right? Yeah, so, then I have to go tell the dev team to spend six months building this thing for one customer. That's not our target right. customer that we only right. have, right? And right. it's like, we just wasted our time basically for what, $20,000. Hey, and just because the top five bank in the in the world tells me that they really would like to see this feature, it doesn't mean we should do it. I mean, I know they want it, mm -hmm. but, but who else wants it? it? Do, do, do the others, you know, four want it too? Or, you know, the next 20, do they want it? Or is this just something for them? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's a big deal. Man, there are so many things we, we could address. <laughs> it's, it's hard because I'm like that. I'm I'm a tech guy. I'm an idea guy. And it's very easy for me to get distracted and want to build, build, build. And every single time one customer says that they, they want one thing in my engineer brain, I'm like, I can build that in like two months, you know, right. and we could have it out for this customer. But I always have to take a step back and say, how many other people want this? Right. Is this the, the scalable product? Um, and uh, the last thing I want to mention is you have to stay focused. You have to stay right. focused on, on one market and validate or invalidate that market. There's going to be all these other distractions of people who see your product and say, hey, you can use it for this, or you could also use it for this, or I'll pay you to do this. We just had to say no right. to a client um, a couple of days ago because they weren't in our target focus, right? right? And like, hey, I'm, I really like what you're doing. I want to use it for this team. But we're like, hey, that's not our target. And it, it right. hurt my heart to like say no, because I knew I could build it. But I'm like, Matthew, how many other right. people are we set up from a go-to-market strategy standpoint? to attack what the, the vertical that he wants us to go after. Right. Right? The answer is no, because we're set up to go over here. So we need more of these type of customers. So right. that is no, good. I, I love that. Um, there's one thing, and, and we've, we've kind of touched on a couple of things that I, I, I was, I'm glad that we've, we've been able to address, but like customers and prospects will ask you for a lot of things. You know, you have a response where you say, why? Why do you need that? Mm -hmm. Or why? Uh, that's a great question. Why do you ask? You know, because I think that to your point, like your engineering mind goes like, yeah, I can do that. But the question is, why do you want me to do that? And mm -hmm. is it and is it a really is it really a big deal or is it just a nice to? And if it's a big deal, why is it a big deal? And really understanding that. And then again, as a founder doing founder sales, which is super important, right? You can start to hear, hey, this is something that we're going to need to be, be able to bring to the uh, to the market at some point, you know, maybe sooner than later, but it's, uh, it's problem solving, which I, I mentioned earlier, 
which you know uh, makes uh, a founder uh, successful at sales. Intellectual curiosity, you know, ask why, you know, ask how, ask where, ask when. You know, it's just the basic stuff. But continue to ask, and I hear founders uh, do great job in pitching. Uh, you know, and selling, you know, when they're trying to sell, whether they use a sales deck or not, that's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that, you know, another time, but um, they'll say something and then the, the the prospect will say, yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, that's a problem too. And, and then they never just ask, well, why, why do you say that? Like why they never, they never probe and go, go deeper and they, and they have to, they, and we all do it. We get spun up on what we want to talk about. Right. And then, mm-hmm. but we just don't ask why, why do you say, why is that interesting? And then just remember, uh, solve the first problem first. Right. So like, Hey, I can just solve a hundred problems today, but you know, 99 are mine. Right. So mm-hmm. I want to solve the first problem first. Um, and then I felt like that was a song. I felt like I was about to break out a song when I said that. <laughs> do it. I want to hear. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's a that's a dip. We'll have to do happy hour uh, podcast. Yeah. So a couple drinks we'll do that. That'll be fun. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, yeah, and then you know, self first problem first, and it's math. So I mean, those are just things that try to keep at the forefront of what I you know how I think about things. You know, yeah, I think that's huge. I think that's that's really really big um, because asking why will help you uh, understand what should be on your website, right? It should help you understand the next question you should ask the next the next customer. Um, and it'll just like help you define, you know, the, the next set of features for your product too. Um, so that's huge. I'm going to take that away the way from this, this interview, because I think I know everything. Right. And every time I pitch my product to someone, they get excited and I'm like, okay, cool. They're excited. Sign on the dotted line. But really to like solidify that excitement, um, you really have to ask, ask why, like, why is that, why is that a problem? And that and that makes you a thought leader. I mean, those questions that's true too help you become thought leader, right? Because the next prospect that you talk to, that you say, you know, I've talked to others who have said, and they're like, man, Matthew knows, man, Matthew really knows me. And mm-hmm. and that that goes back. I, I had a, um, um, I think we've never done talk about like I like I've take, taken many sales, you know, courses. You know, you listen to things and listen to you know audiobooks and whatever. And you know, I I, I tell everybody you know, like, hey, fill your mind with with some of these things. There's no one way to do anything, um, you know. But I, I think that um, so I use Sandler so that you know, uh, you know unpaid plug for Sandler. But one of the things that I talked about with the uh, the founders of of uh, one of the groups that I work with is that nobody cares what I do. Nobody cares what you do. They only care that you understand them. And then once you, once they feel like that you understand them, now they're interested in what you do, you know? So I think it's really important for us to ask the why question, to understand why they're saying that, why, how does that make them feel? How does that, how does that affect their day? Do they not get to go, you know, if you're selling to, you know, a, a big bank and, you know, the person, you know, the director of ops never gets to go to their kid's game on Saturdays because they're here dealing with this problem that's created every Friday night. Hey, you know, that's all a real problem for somebody. And it's good to know. Right. So um, yeah. anyhow, huge. That, that just- first. And a lot of a lot of startups have trouble with that. They have, they, have, they have trouble with sales and coming across a startup with a solid and consistent go to market strategy is difficult. Um, right. And you spoke about this a little bit, but like, what would you say a startup's biggest misunderstanding or like mistake is when it comes to sales strategy and execution building before you talk to people like mm-hmm. building way too much i mean if you've said hey i spent eight hundred thousand dollars on building something but you've never talked to anybody then i i, I can't you know i i can't fathom that yeah um so i mean that that is a that's a big uh that's a big challenge 
Um, I think the other thing too, you just mentioned it a second ago, and, and I think one of the things that that we as salespeople and, and you know me as a founder of, of, of a company that I you know with other businesses that I work with, you know startups and small businesses is uh, how to get to repeatable, scalable. But the thing is, at this stage, there's nothing repeatable and scalable about anything that you're doing. You know, yeah. okay, but it's a grind. It's a grind, right? Like it's it's there's a lot of trial and error. I mean. You know, go get one customer, go get five, go get 20. And now maybe we can get to like figuring out what repeatable and scalable looks like. I mean, we, we should be efforting towards that, mm-hmm. but they're not, you don't have repeatable, scalable and not have a customer. Like you don't, you, you, you can't say, well, this is a process. Like, Let no, repeat, not having a customer like that doesn't make right, sense. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. So uh, I think that a lot of times early on, um, you know, we try to over-engineer. Mm, okay. We over-engineer a, a process, and this is like blasphemy probably for me to say because I'm all about trying to get to the process, right. but you try to over-engineer the process early on mm-hmm. when, hey, it's just gritty, you know, and, and it's a grind, and, and, you know, you and I are going to have a call, you know, you know, we had it at 11 o'clock today, even though I was a couple minutes late, um, but if I have a call at 12 o'clock, I might take what we learned here, and, and uh, that's part of my next pitch, Right. and I, I do that with repetition now. You know, come Q1, Q2, now maybe I have a, a really good story to tell that's, rep- that's more repeatable, more scalable than, than what it is today. So, gotcha. That's good. That's good. It's, there's, there's processes to like pull in customers, but you need to understand your message first. And to understand your message, like you're saying, you just have to go out, talk to people, and continue right. to iterate, continue to iterate till you get uh, your target customer to, yeah. to have that aha moment. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's right. on right and then you can start building something so that's good yeah there was one other thing you know since you asked me to uh, like uh, one of the challenges uh, that i that i see often is like you know and and I've, I've been fortunate i mean i worked with some really super smart people um yeah. which i like and, and i'm always um i shouldn't say this but i'm like i'm always the least tech savvy person in any conversation you know that i have uh, but you know if i have a superpower and i hope we all have one it's like you know how do i take that and go tell a story about it you know that that resonates with somebody who could actually write a check you know yep. to say hey you know what um you know that and then you know the, the the challenge is like is what you're doing especially when you're early is it is it solving a problem or is it just cool you know is it, is it a toy or is it a tool i say that all the time you know like hey it can do this and can do that and that like well that's really cool but is it solving a problem? And I think one of the things, you know, early stage founders, what is the problem specifically? Who said it? You know, is it you because you feel like it's a problem? Is it you because you're a subject expert? Is it your your friend next door, you know, who lives in the apartment building? Um, you know, what's the cost of the problem? And that's where you got to get out and talk to people, right? Like, hey, this is a problem. It's costing me real dollars. It's costing me real time. It's costing me real opportunity somewhere. Um, and then would they pay to fix it? Like, hey, you know what? That's caused me a problem. It's a hundred thousand problems identified. And if you thousand dollars, right? You know, then. Um, in any case, yeah. So I just wanted to circle back around on that too, since you had asked. Yeah, yeah, that's super, super important. Sorry, you cut out just a little bit there. So I missed that. I missed the last part. But okay. It's recorded. I'm sure, I'm sure it was all gold. It was gold. I mean, it was gold. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Which kind of like throws me on a tangent into like AI and sales. Have you have you seen like these AI bots that are out now, like cold calling people? Yeah, I have worked with and and for a number of AI uh, startups, um, yeah. conversational AI, 
So, you know, that's primarily in the FinTech space. So there's some, there, you know, and this was five or six years ago, the, the company I was working with, they, you know, they were doing some really great things. Obviously things have changed and uh, uh, advanced very quickly. Um, some of them are very good, you know, not just being able to have, you know, that human in the room type of interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think where, where a lot of these still fail is being able to, um, you know, understand some of the nuances of conversation, be able to keep context mm-hmm. uh, within a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so like you and I moved on and if I say right now, Hey, remember that first job I said, uh, you would remember I was talking about GE capital, yeah. um, you know, AI, you know, I mean, that's still a, still an opportunity, right. For, for the, that to get better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was a long answer to your question. Yeah, I have. No, 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 I've, it was good. Uh, the, the, the repository of information it could hold in the me- the memory that an AI right. had is going to affect the conversation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's the point. You want that, um, you know, it, it, you know, I don't want to say if you want it to replace someone, but if you wanted to give it that that first, you know, tier one, you know, type of support, you know, you've got to have that that type of, you know, human in the room type of experience. I can make people feel comfortable and and want to do it too, by the way, because quite frankly, um, you know, there's still so many gaps uh, where, you know, you're still waiting on on hold. You know, you still can't get through if you want to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, they still don't have the answer, even if you do get through to someone. I mean, there are so many opportunities, um, you know, for that to, to help. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And like the, the inbound and the uh, customer support space. I think AI can flourish. Um, I struggle to see it being effective in the outbound and the closing space um, when it comes to sales, right? Because I feel like humans are social people and people buy from people. I don't don't see that changing, especially like the B2B enterprise space, um, which is is why kind of like this human AI combination is the most effective. Uh, well, you know, you've got you've got emails from me before, and and the tagline on my email is you know the human enablement of tech sales, and yeah. I think that um, again, and maybe if I can give a little bit of background, just yeah. you know the last eight or ten years of work that I had done, you know, I, I'm I I too, you know, from the early days of selling copiers and fax machines, which by the way, I only sold one fax machine ever, and that was it. Uh, you know, and that, and, you know, there's a journey there about how, you know, how, how do you get better if that's something that you really want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but in any case, you know, I was a B2B enterprise salesperson. So I was sen- selling, you know, uh, high dollar value, you know, contracts for call center support and, you know, you know multi-million dollar, multi-year, you know, engagements. And, you know, so to translate from that, when I decided I wanted to kind of go do my own thing and, you know, kind of build out my own, uh, you know, uh, growth partnership uh, with with small businesses actually at the time uh, mm-hmm. to help them you know kind of operationalize some of their sales processes so they could you know not only flourish as a small business owner but also be able to scale. Um, but one of the things that I learned <clears throat> once I got recruited into this you know emerging tech you know venture back tech space is you know it's one thing to call when you have the big logo you know uh, at your at right. your back. So if I'm calling you from, uh, this isn't like an advertisement for AT&T, but if I call from AT&T, you know who AT&T is, you know, kind of what they do, you know, kind of if you need it or not, you know, kind of what the problems are, you know, the only thing is, is you know, you might not know me and, you know, and that's on me to help you get through that, you know, that no like trust, you know, mm-hmm. uh, quickly. 
But you know, when you're climbing from a, and you you might be wildly successful selling for AT and T, you're doing it for a startup um, who is hopefully solving something different, you know, or solving something in a different way, I should say, um, than what um, you know the the end user or the the prospect is hearing from. Um, you've got you're, you know you're calling you know from a company they never heard of you know from a person i've never heard of about a problem i may or may not know i have and a solution i do not know or trust right uh, so and oh hi do you want to buy this you know yeah. uh, you know so you know there's a lot of things and i think that um and i, I hope i'm not digressing here no, no. Uh, but I, I i think this is one of the things that like um you know sales people who become tech founders can struggle with because they've been really successful in sales careers, but it's, it's different. And I, and I made a million mistakes and I mean, I'm still learning. And I think that's, you know, something that we should all be doing all the time. It's still learning, but um, mm -hmm. it's, different. And, and you've got to, uh, you really have to, the details of the problems that you're solving matter um, and being able to articulate that and articulate that in a, in a way um, you were talking about, you know, AI not replacing, um, you know, the closing, you know, parts of things. And I, I, you know, Salesforce can close, you know, without having somebody hop on the phone. I mean, I'm going to get on, go buy their stuff and you know, I don't really need to talk to anybody, even though they still do have somebody reach out to me, you know, mm -hmm. when I, again, not a Salesforce ad uh, here, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it can take you so far, but it is a relationship. And I think that in my, I'm finally bringing full circle as to why I started this, uh, this uh, a couple minutes ago, um, the relationship part in the last seven, eight years where I've been working with tech companies, they still miss, they, they miss the mark there and they don't focus on it. And they immediately, a lot of the tech companies I work with immediately jump from, I want to go build something, which by the way, they might not have talked to enough people to go build anything out, but they still go build it anyways. Right. Um, and then they're just going to go sell. And when they say sale, they mean market. Um, right. Because, well, the marketing is the same thing, you know, in many people's minds and, and you know, and you know, I've had this conversation before. That's not, that's not yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing about developing relationships with people. So anyhow, um, no, I can that's good. Yeah. 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 That that was really good. Um, I do want to talk about like marketing or sales. Yeah. Like when should a startup pour more time into marketing or sales? Why or why not? You know, all I would ask you and I'd ask anybody that's listening to this is tell me the last time you got an email from somebody that you didn't know that you picked up you know, a phone or, you know, responded to an email or clicked on like, Hey, I want to have a meeting unless it's something that you definitely need. Mm -hmm. um, um, I could tailor a message for you to send to me that would get my attention that I would respond via an email or a marketing campaign or something. Yeah. But if you don't know me and the only reason why you could do that is because you know me and we've talked, you know, we've, right. we've I have a relationship you've done, you've done and you've done discovery, right. You, you've asked me, Hey, you know, Hey Dana, like, what do you, you know, what do you do? How did you get started? What are some of the things you're trying to work on? Like now you could tailor a message to me. Uh, I think marketing uh, and it, it's not either or it's and, but I would say early on, if you think um, that you're going to market your way into growth, it is not happening. And it, it, it's marketing should do nothing but support what I'm as a, as a sales uh, professional and a sales founder is saying. That's what it, it should so, so when you go to your conference or you finally, you know, pick up a phone and call and people do still call people and people still do answer sometimes. Uh, and even if they don't, it's an opportunity for you put a, to put a human uh, voice, uh, you, know, uh, you know, it's Matthew, it's not, you know, whoever, right? 
calling it's an, it's an opportunity so yeah it's not uh, i mean and i i you know i i it's like uh fingernails on a chalkboard when somebody says yeah i want to talk about sales and marketing i'm like you should stop that sales <laughs> right <laughs> no, it's sales funny marketing they're both beasts yeah. that need yeah. a lot of strategy right, right? well it's not just sales or i mean right. sales Right. And these are, you know, sometimes, uh, and I had a meeting earlier this week. It was somebody that I was disappointed. I, I should, I'm not going to say who it is, obviously, because they're a friend of mine, but I was really disappointed because I know they know, or at least I feel like they know. And, you know, I was asking some questions and I was like, oh, you know, that's a lot of marketing. Like when I asked you about like, you know, prospects and, you mm -hmm. know, who are some of the, the, the targets and the markets that you want to get into and, you know, some of your better clients that you have today. Um, you know, where, where do they reside and, and let's go find more people that look like that and, and start to develop, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, and, you know, and I, this, and maybe there's a time for talk about this a little bit later. Um, uh, but you know, the sales thing is not for me, it's not sales. I think I, you know, it changed for me when I felt like I was solving a problem for somebody. Mm -hmm. If I'm not really solving a problem for somebody, then I'm not really selling you anything. I mean, if you were, if you were injured and hurt, you know, and as an ambulance driver, I drive ambulances and I gave you a ride, you know, to the hospital. I didn't have to sell you in the fact to get into my ambulance. You weren't, you weren't looking for quotes either, you know, for another ambulance company. And the, you were like, Hey, I have a need. I have a pain. Right. Uh, you can solve my pain. Right. Let's go. Right? And, uh, and I think that once you are, if you can um, turn it into math, for people and you can solve a real problem mm -hmm. and then by the way if you can't solve a real problem then you don't have a you don't have a solution you don't have a company and that's okay then we move on and we go do something else right so mm -hmm. i think that's super that's important awesome. yeah that's awesome all right well we got a couple more minutes left um i just wanted to mention that dan and i met at ohio vc fest put on by jumpstart and that's a place where startups and vcs connect i uh, meet and connect um, i'm super happy that we got connected there and i i wanted to ask you if you know, say there's a, a startup that's raising money, hasn't raised money quite yet. Um, what is like one piece of advice that you would give them as they, they go on their journey um, and try and try and bring in customers? Yeah, I think, again, early on, I think the more people that you've spoken to that you can go, hey, I, here's the thing, early, and I, I've, I've had to learn this, you know, myself, you know, early stage fundraising, um, it's about you, the founder, you know, like I, like you don't have, you know, I'm not you, Matthew, but you, the early stage founder, don't have it figured out yet. You probably don't have anything built yet. Or if you have anything built, it's broke. It's going to, and it's not going to work anyways, but they're investing in you. So I think that if you can articulate that you've done your homework and that you've spoken to people, you can answer some of these questions, the things that we're talking about, uh, about what the problems are, what's the cost of the problems. These are people that are saying it's a problem. Um, I think early stage, I, that would get somebody excited um, because now I'm investing in you because I believe in you. And even if this doesn't work out, I'm going to invest in you anyway, because I know the next thing that you do is going to work out. So I, I think early on, I think um, nobody cares about your product. I hate to say that. That's probably not true. But, you know, I don't think anybody cares about your product because we, your money can fix the product. You know, yeah, we can. Right. So I can, we, can, we can go build it, fix it, whatever. So, I mean, money can solve for that. Right. Money can't solve for you, though. You know, right. so are you um, build the culture? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, you know, making sure that you're a well-rounded founder, that you understand the market, you understand the problems, you understand the solutions that are in the market, why this would be different, 
what's changed, you know, that enabled me now to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I would say um, better, cheaper doesn't get anybody excited because somebody, somebody will be better and cheaper tomorrow, but yeah. be different. You know, how are you, how are you different than what's there today? Um, I, I think those are, those are things that I would want uh, as I've sat in pitch calls um, that, that, you know, you need to be able to articulate. Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, how, how can people get in contact with you and see? Uh, hey, well, I'm in Northeast Ohio. Uh, so, you know, if you're ever in the Cleveland area, you know, look me up, but uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Dana uh, Allender, uh, D-A-N-A-A-L-L-E-N-D-E-R. Uh, you can email me at Dana, D-A-N-A, at sungrowsu.com. Uh, you can also call me. Uh, you can, or send me a text, 330-268-8736. I am always willing to talk to, you know, anybody that's kind of starting this journey. Um, and, you know, I, I do have a little bit of uh, economic development DNA, which, again, that's kind of a weird thing that got dropped into some of my uh, tech work. Um, but I've worked with some of the economic development partners in the region and the state. Um, so usually if I can't help you, I, I feel like I've got a resource that I can point in the right direction and, and, and hopefully help you out. So yeah, feel free to, feel free to reach out. And I know Matthew knows how to get a hold of me too. So if nothing else, uh, you can reach out to Matthew. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dana, for, for coming on the show. Um, and Dana's, Dana's a real one. So, um, contact him, see his content and schedule meeting to get set up with Sun. All right. Thank you. Take care, everybody.